Hello, and welcome to episode 66 of Expertise is Overrated, the podcast that takes the time to answer the questions you didn't know you didn't want the answer to. I'm Vib. And I'm Sean, and neither of us has any clue what we're talking about. But we'll maraud straight on. Get can, it? Can we go... No. <laughs> can we go back to having like an awful pause while one of us works out what to say, rather than that joke? Amazing please. puns. And, well, it's not even a pun, it's just a great joke. I'm so good. Why are you, I love my words. Why is maraud not a verb? To maraud is a verb. But it's not used. Like marauder Because, because, because no one really marauds anymore. Not in this country, anyway, I don't think. <laughs> we off, off to do a bit of marauding. Yeah. I suppose that is a word. Don't really, mm. we, don't really, we don't really maraud. Right. Maybe we should. Maybe we should bring it back. Bring back you marauding. Heard it, you, know, <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Bring back marauding. Have you, have you ever seen the uh, Mitchell and Webb? I think it's Mitchell and Webb sketch about um, pillaging. Have I seen the Mitchell and Webb sketch about pillaging? So, I don't I think, think so. It's Mitchell and Webb. So it's, I think it's Mitchell and Webb, talk, and it's like um, a bunch of kids uh, going off to like have a bit of fun, and Dad's like, "Oh, what are you off to do, kids?" And we're like, "Oh yeah, you know, off to do a bit of pillaging." Oh, pillaging, pillaging's great. Off you go. But then obviously, um, I'm trying to be how, how, trying to think about how to be sensitive about this. Slight trigger warning. Um, obviously, the historical phrase is rape and pillage. So the um, the whole sketch is David Mitchell dodging around saying that, and then right at the very end, he's like, "Well, you know, don't do the other thing." Oh no, we're we're off to do that too. Bye. Oh, and it's just no. It's really it's 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 not exactly that, but it's 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 I've done, I've not done it justice. Go and find it. It's very funny. It's not as good as um. It's not as good as Are We the Bad Guys, though. Are We the Bad Guys is is one of the best sketches I've made. It's a wild segue. Never mind. But yeah, so we're not only marauding, we're apparently also pillaging. Um, Yes, but only pillaging. Only pillaging. Um, (laughs) Definitely. Well, we're not even pillaging because I'm sat at my desk, (laughs) you know, looking at what is yet another really fucking rainy night. This is ridiculous. It's, It's horrible. It's horrible. My attic is so cold. One, one would question why you're in an attic, but okay. Well, it's because it's where my computer is. I've got like an, an, an attic office. Yes, you do. Boiling in summer, freezing in winter, I know it well. It's unbelievable. It's, it's so <laughs> shit, isn't it, in many ways. I, got, I love it. And I love um, sort of angled ceilings and stuff. And um, What's that word? Apexes. And apexes. No, not apexes. Um... Eves. Eves, that's the one. <laughs> Eves. We're doing well. Um, warming up our language. People will be really confused as well, like as we talked about marauding. Um, no, we're talking about Eve. And Eve. Uh, uh, what? See, it's weird, because I always assume that people don't don't read the title of our episode or don't read the blurb. Who, who reads no, I, the blurb on an episode? It's a great question, isn't it? T- titles I read, because it helps me decide which one I'm going to listen to, but blurbs, absolutely not. You've got to grab me with you. Uh, grab it with your title. That's a good point. Actually, yeah, a podcast way. like ours, I guess you do probably look at the title because we're a variety podcast, if you wish. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Well, I was going to go with wildly disorganized, but I like variety. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm spinning it in, in our favor. 
Because we, we had a discussion we a few days ago about how streamers can effectively end up locking themselves into a particular game. We we did, we did. It was an interesting discussion, actually. Yeah. People should be more party to our private discussions. I know, I we are very... Because that's where all the interesting stuff happens. Yeah, it's true. We, we save all the, sh- the, the shit stuff for podcasts. <laughs> We do. Um, no, that, that that was really interesting. Though, that that conversation. It's it's also very true. A couple I think, of people that I've been watching. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I tend to sort of go to certain people for certain things, and when they're not doing that, I'm like, well, what's going on here? Why why are you not playing yeah. this game or doing this thing? And then with other streamers, I'm like, oh, I wonder what they're doing. <laughs> it's it's so it's so fascinating, isn't it? And it's like. It, it's probably personality driven, but I can't work out what aspect of the personality enables some streamers to be variety streamers and some streamers to not. It's, it's, yeah, I think it's personality to an extent. It's also just that there are some people I'm like, oh, they're really good at this one game. And that's yeah, why I watch them. That's also true. That's also true. Anyway, none yeah. of this has anything to do with marauding. No. What are we talking about? So if you're here for the today? marauding and, and and the pillagers wouldn't really work, would it? The marauders is such a great name for a, a band of people. It's, it's so like benign. Yeah. But also I it's also very like twelve year old boys come up with a gang name. Oh, yes. we'll be the marauders. Yeah. And then it apparently just sticks all the way through their time at school. They back so, it up with some cool magic, though, to be fair. They do. They do. And the alliteration is important, I think. The alliteration? The marauders map. Oh, the I mean, marauders map. The yeah, pil- sorry. I was, I was like, they're just called the, the marauders. Pil- <laughs> the pillagers map. doesn't work. I thought I thought that uh, I'd missed out that they were called like the mighty marauders or something like the that. The mighty marauders, <laughs> or the marauding magicians. Do you think that the so they're nicknames, right? Mooney, Wormtail, Padfoot, and Prongs. That is who they we are talking come, about. Yes, that is who we are talking about. The marauders from J.K. Rowling's Harry Potter series, but those nicknames had to come about after they became. Animagi. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So when did they make the map after they became Animagi? Hmm. Probably. Or they edited it, I guess. Or they edited it. It must be a magical editing must be a thing. Because it previously just read James Sirius (laughs) Remus and James Potter Sirius Black. And then they were like, hmm, that's not such a good idea. I mean, <laughs> becoming an so Animagus is, is quite difficult. So one imagines, I think it's said in the books, right? They managed it in their fifth year, is that right? Fifth year, yeah. They, they start trying to do it earlier than that, and they crack it in the fifth year. Yeah. Whereas I think making the Marauder's Map is, is much more advanced magic. So Do you think? Oh, 100%. It magically tracks but- everybody. I, yeah, but is it, but being animagi is meant to be incredibly complicated. As it's well. actually not. I think it's been canonized since it's it's complicated. It's not hard. Does that make sense? Uh, so it's more like a polyjuice potion type thing. Like you have to get it right, but if you get it right, it's really easy. Yeah, there's, there's something the, like yeah. you have to hold a particular leaf in your mouth under your tongue for a really long time, and you have to start oh. that under like a particular condition, like a certain full moon or so, something like that. But 
I don't think Fuck there's anything like. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's anything necessary too complicated about it. That make, that makes sense, I suppose. That makes sense. To be fair, if, if they were the first ones who worked that out, then that is impressive in its own way. But they're of obviously they're obviously not. Well, but I, I, you sort of get the impression that other animagi are sort of born animagi, right? Are they? A bit like people I who thought... can change their appearance, like Tonks exist, whereas other wizards need to like use spells and stuff. No, but I'm fairly sure that in the same book that you learn that they cracked it, they talk about how it's a very complicated and dangerous process, and that's why the Ministry regulates it. Is that why they regulate it? I thought they regulated it because... I, I, think, that's, I think that's the in-universe canon answer for what obviously they actually regulate it so that you don't have like some bloke dressed up as a dog going around attacking people yeah but i think because i I think that that's the sort of thing that would be taught if if it hmm if it was that easy i don't know it's a good question i don't think i don't know right let's 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 scrap our original idea let's talk about this for an hour i always thought that them being or james and sirius being able to work out how to become an animagus and teach it to peter was like one of the things that got held up as how good they were at magic that's very interesting i might be wrong about that but that was certainly my my belief that's very interesting i i I don't remember it being painted in that way but it would make sense, wouldn't it? They can't have been the first to work out to become an animagus. No, there's no... But, but, I mean, McGonagall is an animagus. Are you telling me that they taught McGonagall? No, before no. Before they were 21? Uh, right, you, you're actually going to make me Google something mid-recording. This is... This is crazy. This is, always, this is always content. No, I'm not having this. There's absolutely no way that James Potter and Sirius Black, at the age of 14 discover how to become an animagus I, I refuse to accept that and if you quote jk rowling at me i will get angry first mcgonagall learned how to become an animagus while she was still at hogwarts exclamation mark it was yeah, actually so... professor dumbledore then a transfiguration teacher who taught her how to do this is dumbledore an animagus dumbledore's everything does he not need to be is it one of those things where dumbledore is like yeah i don't i don't need so this is on wizarding world which is what ca- what Pottermore became. Yeah. Why can Professor McGonagall turn into a cat? The 6th of June, because she's an animagus. <laughs> so it's unclear. Yeah, you need to be skilled at potions as well as transfiguration to have a chance of being successful. Some of the steps include carrying a single mandrake leaf in your mouth for a month, and if you swallow or remove it, you have to start again. So it's just, it's just annoying, right? Role. I think it's... Yeah. <laughs> but like so much, of, so much of actual magic is just kind of tricky... Do the steps, yeah. Needs to be a registered Ministry of Magic, as you say. Yeah. Just think, detailing, you know, what form you take, distinctive markings, etc. Mm-hmm. Fewer than one in a thousand witches and wizards have this ability. But it just sounds, therefore, that it's it's not a question of skill and more just laziness, in a way. I, I suspect it's one of those fewer than a thousand witches and wizards have the ability to be an animagus because fewer than one in a thousand like could be bothered uh, to go through yeah. the steps. If it goes wrong, but. the consequences can be dreadful, including half animal, half human mutations, and there is no known cure for such mistakes. 
Yeah, so I, I knew there was some sort of the ministry regulates the process because it's dangerous. Yeah. Um, but so then it's, yeah, it's impressive that James and Sirius worked it out. They're also self-taught, which I think I mean, they're, they're, with a lot of this stuff... Therefore, there will have been books. Plus, yeah, but if, like, if Dumbledore taught McGonagall, and I don't know whether if there's evidence for that other than this article... Like, Dumbledore was in on the whole werewolf thing, right? So it it would be very him to sort of just hend, hend a land? Lend a hand? Leave, leave <laughs> the right book lying around type thing. Yeah, exactly. I could see that. I could see. I, I think they are meant to have been self-taught. I'm fairly sure Lupin tells Harry that in, as, in Prisoner of Azkaban, that, like, it was James and Sirius who worked it out in their fifth year. Yeah, sure. The same way that um, Harry was entirely self-taught when it came to a bunch of stuff that Dumbledore clearly just taught him. But yeah, <laughs> Dumbledore just pointed him in the right direction. But uh, it answers the first of our... Well, it goes some way to <laughs> answering the first of the questions that I'd written down. Well, the first, I guess, was who are the Marauders. The but second. <laughs> if you don't know who the Marauders are, then what are you doing? Listening to a podcast 50 minutes and talking about the Marauders. That's true. <laughs> Uh, Moody Wormtail, Wormtail, Padfoot, Prongs. That's that's who they are. Uh, are any of them actually competent wizards? So, I guess you're suggesting that James and Sirius canonically are held th- in the sort of competent wizards category. I think so. I think that I I think that's right. Um, it's definitely the impression that you're meant to get from the books, right? Yes, I think it is. Um, because one of them ends up head boy as well. James. James? Is he a head boy? Serious? One of them is. I'm sure of it. The over Lupin? Lupin was a prefect. Yeah, but... Uh, see, this is... I was bizarrely thinking about head boys and, and um, head girls. Actually, head girls because it was about an article about Suella Bra- uh, Braverman and I was like, how... A, how did she ever become head girl? B, it's the inherent elitism on display in the schools in this country that I think are the problem. But that's a whole separate argument. That's that's episode seventy, right? <laughs> episode seventy, just an assassination of the UK. The UK. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but, but but can you become head boy or head girl if you weren't a prefect before? I've never really that's, delved into this. Is that a thing? That's a very good question. Uh, not at my school. Um, no, it, it would I seem almost like. bizarre to to do that. I guess. I yeah. I also don't know whether or not being a head boy or a head girl is indicative of being a competent wizard. Mm, yeah, good question. I guess a lot of them are, but yeah. That's I'm sorry, reasons. I've just I've just had another recording cock up. Um, it should be fine to fix. I was because I was silent, but it's fine. Amazing. It's back. It's back working now. I've just had a, a, a run of bad recording luck. Um, luck, he says. I've just shitted R- this. T- tell tell the listeners where uh, where your file was this morning. In the Google Drive, where mm-hmm. it needed to be. Mm-hmm. And how did it get into the Google Drive? Because I put it there. Mm-hmm. And where did you move it from? My PC. Yeah. Uh-huh. And on the PC, where exactly was it? In a folder on my desktop. Hmm. And what 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 shape would one use in the um, <laughs> assigned to this folder? 
um, it's a sort of tumbler mm. glass shape. Yeah, with the, with a the distinctive Very. icon on the front, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Might, might have been in the recycling. <laughs> at least, bin. at least you recycled it. There you go. Yeah. Anyway. Woo-hoo. Um. Yeah, that was bad. Oh, I know the whole editing process for for the episode that came out today was a bit of a shambles, but hopefully no one will notice. Anyway. <laughs> James Potter was head boy. I knew it. And Lily Evans was head girl. That's he was not bullshit, a, isn't it? He was That's not such a, plot a prefect. Armor. It was it's such plot armor. Uh, he was not a prefect, but he was head boy. Yeah, because Lupin was the prefect, wasn't he? Lupin was the prefect. Yeah, because he um, he was made a prefect to try and rein in James and Sirius. Did Lupin finish? School. Yeah. I think. Well, no, because because so. when Sirius played that prank on Severus Snape, that he got him killed, didn't Snape let slip that Lupin was a werewolf, and therefore didn't Lupin have to leave school? Oh. So Lupin can't have been head boy because he wasn't there. Oh, that's very good. So they they gave it to the next best person. Who obviously wasn't the one who pranked Snape, but the one who rescued <laughs> Wasn't him. the one who tried to kill Snape. <laughs> Can we talk about that for a quick second? It's so bad. Like, they're, you know, they're canonically assholes, but in the books it's sort of like, yeah, you know, 16-year-old boys will be boys. It's an unfortunate saying, but there's some truth in it. Not excusing think, it, but it just is the way no. it is. But, yeah. I think you're... Trying to get someone think, killed is like... It's, that's bad. That's like, very bad. That. Even for wizarding I, levels. Well, well, no, There's like no repercussions is what I don't really get. <laughs> yeah, I think there's, there's, there's an oft-repeated thing about James in particular that's like between when we see him in Snape's memories and turning like when he married Lily at 21 he does an enormous amount of personal growth uh, and like grows into the role of head boy and stuff like that uh, I don't think you're meant to believe that that ever happened to Sirius I think he's just a shit the whole way through yeah in my head canon there's an element of when Sirius does that to Snape James kind of just you know. James James rescues Sirius not Sirius uh, Severus yeah um, I think I think there must be an internal, yeah, yeah. wake wake up call for for James. Like, oh yeah, this is pretty serious. This is a bit shit. And as you say, and, I don't think Sirius ever recovers. And you can absolutely picture Sirius Black sort of to James after the fact, being like, "Oh come on, it was just a bit of a joke." Yeah, and James being like, "Yeah, but he nearly died." <laughs> Yeah, no, it's fine. So yeah, we've all got that. We've all got that friend who refuses to grow up. I wonder if that played a part in the choice of secret keeper. Oh, I know Sirius convinces um, the Potters to pick Wormtail. I forget why exactly, but I, I also because think that James probably was like, "Yeah, actually, I'm quite glad about that because Sirius is such a reckless." Why is it canon? Not, I, mean, I, I I know for plot reasons why it isn't but why is it not just Dumbledore 
there's like a finite limit to the number of secrets that a man, a wizard can keep, and Dumbledore's at his cap because he's the obvious. To be choice. fair, that that might be a thing, as in you can, because yeah. because there's a whole weird law about being a secret keeper, right? So it's that. Yeah, it's that kind of thing. Like if if it's, your secret of multiple things, does that then somehow compromise the spell? But also, I, I, one I fully back Dumbledore to just say, you know what, mate? If I start saying yes to you, then everyone's going to ask me, and quite frankly, <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> too old and too tired for this shit. Also, as Dumbledore, he probably knows that whoever whoever's chosen. As the chosen one, the parents are going to have to die. So See, I I've, think Voldemort entirely banked on someone cocking up. <laughs> I've um, I've got I've got that sort of if 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 Voldemort had gone after Neville, he would have won theory because of the whole Voldemort only offered Lily the chance to stand aside because Snape asked him to. And it was the choice to stand aside and not stand aside that caused the charm from Lily to Harry that protects Harry and ultimately causes Voldemort's downfall. Whereas if he goes to Frank and Alice Longbottom and doesn't offer Alice the chance to stand aside and just murders her, none of that happens. Mm, Yeah. Which I hate because it makes Severus Snape more important. It does make Severus Snape more... Well, it doesn't really, because the whole point of the prophecy is that it was always going to be Harry. It's just Harry likes to think that it could have been Neville, but it couldn't have been Neville. It could only have been Harry. That is is how prophecy works, yes. Like, post-hoc, it becomes obvious it could only have ever been Harry. No, even beforehand, because... It needed to be Harry because it needed to be Lily. For the prophecy to work. No, uh, maybe, maybe. But I think it needed to be Harry because Harry is just so much more like Voldemort than Neville ever was. So he was always going to be the pick. But is Harry only like Voldemort because... No, but it's explained in the book, right? Like Neville, for example, is a a pureblood. Harry is a half-blood, even though it gets weird when there's different generations. And so Voldemort was like, oh yeah, half-blood for sure. That's that's true. That is true, um, and stuff like that, right? I don't think I, I think blood purity is like a, a massive red herring. Like I don't think it's a thing because you can have like pure, pure blood squibs. So, oh yeah, it, make, it makes no sense. But but, but we know that Voldemort is <laughs> an idiot. Yeah, we, we know he cared, but then also because he is a half blood. Yeah, he, yeah. He's weird about it, <laughs> but I, yeah, I, I, I just it's it's so hard to really analyze the protective spell that Lily effectively casts and the way it can be cast. Like, does the stepping aside thing matter? It's hard to know. I think it does. I think it does. I'm fairly sure Dumbledore says that it was the choice that mattered the being given the free choice to stand aside and choosing not to stand aside is what mattered that's conjecture though isn't it because james the same james does the same thing to save lily he flings himself at voldemort with no hope of survival but james doesn't protect lily it only happens because of the choice that that james was off that lily was well yeah but there's also no blood bond 
Not sure I agree with that. I mean, James and Lily are just married. They're not kin. Yeah, but Harry and James are kin. Yeah, but we ultimately don't know if if there was zero contribution from James to Harry's protection or not. No, that's that's very true. But it's always said to be Lily because it's more it's romantic that way, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it's always said to be Lily. You could but, be right that actually it's both of them. Yeah, but I, I don't hate that idea of because she was given a choice and chose. But to it's the same thing die. that is it the same thing? Harry chooses to die to save Hogwarts, which is why yeah Hogwarts is protected from Voldemort. Yeah, because that had to he, be a choice. That's absolutely yeah, right. He explicitly is told, "You come and die, or I kill everyone." Ah, but except it's not really a choice, though, because Vol- uh, not Voldemort, Dumbledore sort of robs him of the choice. But it's a cho- it, it, it is a choice. The fact that the... What do you mean? We're not it, talking it, about it, the Marauders it, today, are we? No. It, it's a choice... Yeah. But it's a choice, because, because Harry's presented with that, right? Like, he, he sees the memory between uh, Dumbledore and Snape, where it's like, you've been raising him to die at the right time and when yes. you tell harry potter that that is no longer there therefore a choice because he's always going to sacrifice himself because he's the harry bloody potter but it's still a choice the fact that you'll always choose the same thing doesn't uh, stop it being a choice yeah but because magic. a different a different person in that well, this is this is the problem right and does it is it negated by the fact that harry doesn't actually die or does he die? Yeah, but he come back because it's the same argument with Lily, I guess. Like she's always going to choose not to, not not to live. Yeah, That's a weird way of saying. That, she's always going to choose she, to die to try and save her son. <laughs> yeah, she she won't stand aside to allow her son to be killed. That's just not a thing that a parent would do, um, which Voldemort can't understand. But that doesn't mean that she's not offered a choice. Mm, yeah, but I guess yeah, the same same is true of Harry. Yeah. I don't. I th- I think and um, this is these are might be fighting words, but I think part of the problem is that Harry Potter is a very good story. It's not necessarily the world, the deepest fantasy world, and it doesn't necessarily hold itself up to as much interrogation as something like Lord of the Rings might. Hmm, that's fighting words. It feels uh, like fighting words. I think oh, it's it's that's tricky. I think Harry Potter is definitely written to be more of a story, but actually, I, we've we've discussed it a few times on this channel. It it, it does stand up to a fair bit of scrutiny. It stands I mean, up to a fair bit of scrutiny. There's plot holes it and stuff, but does. you know. But I think, I think it's it's helped by the fact that at the end of the day, the answer can be just magic did it, and. The way magic works isn't sufficiently explained in the books for that to always be a satisfactory answer. Like Maybe. if you take if you take Philosopher's Stone as an example, at the end of Philosopher's Stone, everything makes sense and everything is coherent right up until and then Harry touches Quirrell and Quirrell bursts into flame. And then after the, there's no there's nothing through the entire book that implies that that is the case. It's an absolute Deus ex machina. And after the fact, it's explained as oh well, actually, 
it's because your mum died for you and like that love lives on in your skin so Voldemort can't touch you and yeah yes that may well be true but it doesn't it's not necessarily a satisfactory resolution to the plot in the moment because the reader has no way of getting there before the plot gets there if that makes sense yeah but I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I don't I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing for the story, but I think it's like there's a lot of stuff like that that's just the the story, the world isn't fleshed out very much beyond the beyond what you get in the books until you get to like JK Rowling's random tweeting about like the fact that wizards used to shit themselves and use vanishing charms on it. Which is just I'm sorry, what? That's what that. That's sort of what I mean. Like the yeah, but that's stuff that the, was cut out of the actual book, and I think because it became so popular, yeah. weird weird stuff starts happening, right? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I, just, I I I don't think that Harry Potter, the world building of Harry Potter, is fully. No, I think that coherent. organically cropped up around it. Yes, but even with things like this, right, where you're saying okay, because Lily freely died to save her son. And Dumbledore is referred to as like, oh, a really old magic. But surely this would have happened more. The Wizarding World is very violent. That's that's the other thing. Are you telling me that this didn't happen, like, with Grindelwald? And also what we're saying is that in the Battle of Hogwarts, if Molly dies to Bellatrix's wand, is then Ginny completely impervious to... Bellatrix's attacks? <laughs> well, cause, no, because I think, again, Bellatrix would have to say to Molly, no, no, I'm not going to hurt you. You stand aside. Like, that 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 being offered and then ah, being given the choice. I don't know if it has to be that explicit. I, I don't like it I, having I to be that explicit, but I don't, I don't know why. Know. But you're telling me Lupin or Tonks didn't fling themselves in front of the curse that killed the other one? Maybe killed them well, both at the same time. I, maybe, maybe, I mean, <laughs> me, me, maybe Dolohov is a big fucking deal, but like... Okay. It's like killed off camera. It's, it's the worst way to go. It's so bad. It's, it's an absolute like gut punch in the books because you've just been with Fred when Fred dies. Um, and then you're like, just finished processing that and then you see you, you at the same time as Harry see... Lupin and Tonks' corpses, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I mean, all the Marauders had to die, right? So. Yeah, they absolutely just, did. Just to bring it back to Marauders. <laughs> just clean, all the just Marauders had to die. That's a prophecy for I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. For, for narrative purposes, they did, especially because we, we needed to see Lupin at the end with James and uh, Sirius and Lily. Yes. Yeah, because Lupin has to say in a way Lupin almost has to stand for everyone who dies at the Battle of Hogwarts yeah and say no no that's okay we chose to come this is what was right we did what was right um you're right though they they all had to die yeah but but winding back then a little bit um to Godric's Hollow and the fight between Voldemort and the Potters yes there's always that suggestion right that if James Potter had had his wand he may have been able to hold his own Thoughts. I was thinking I was, I was thinking this about this at, um, at dinner actually and I don't want the story of what if James Potter had his wand I want the story of what if James Potter 
beat the ever-loving shit out of Voldemort with his bare hands. Yeah, but Voldemort we've seen that in the like, films, that Voldemort has a mean slap. He does have a mean slap. It's true. Would, no, I just, I just, probably would have beat James like, in a fist fight. <laughs> Voldemort is like a, a scrawny nerd who's not done any physical exercise because he's like, can you know, super um, fit and all of that. And James Potter is the definition of a high school jock who grows up to become... Uh, a police officer. You say so, that, so he, is Harry Potter. But he was a seeker fair. on the Quidditch team. They're, yeah, they're renowned for being... Allow me my allow me mm. my joke. No. I think Voldemort bitch slaps James Potter. <laughs> I mean, so hard almost, that he dies anyway. That's almost funnier. But I just, I just really like the image of like everyone's like, Oh no, Voldemort, he's the most powerful wizard we've ever seen. And James is like, yeah, but he's like puny. I'll just beat him up. That would actually have been such a cool way to write that scene where Voldemort sees that he's got no one, he just puts his own wand away and is like, put him up, boy. <laughs> they just have a fight. Like an actual... Um, like a proper Queensbury rules box. What, is it? what does McGonagall call it? A, a, a bout of muggle dueling. <laughs> a bout of muggle dueling. Voldemort conjures swords for them by... <laughs> um, no, if James had his wand... I don't think it makes much of a difference. I think he lasts longer. Because we've outlined that he's a very competent wizard, right? He's very intelligent. Um, Clearly very gifted with magic because he he becomes an anime. I guess he he makes the Marauder's Map, which is like the most insane magical item we see. Yeah. And he's a renowned duelist, I think we are meant to believe. Well, I think so. Well, he and Lily are meant to have defied Voldemort three times. I don't know what that exactly means, but it implies like... They were, you know, handy. They're both founding members of the First Order of the Phoenix. So, yeah, they defied him three times. We have no idea what that means, do we? No, nor what Frank and Atlas Longbottom did, to be fair. Um, but they did as well. But no, I, I think, I think if James has his wand, you probably get the same outcome at Godric's Hollow, but it probably takes Voldemort longer. I don't think it's as easy. Well, it's obviously not as easy. See, I think I think the issue would be, right, the Voldemort's a very aggressive duelist, and I, I think yeah. James would be as well. And so you're trying to fight I, fire with fire, and I, I think I think Voldemort just blows you out of the water. I th- well, that's, that's and I don't rate him very highly, as you know. That was the conversation we had about um, like sort of the top duelists loads of episodes ago and mm. I, I think I, I my point I think remains is like in terms of raw power Voldemort is just is right up there but yeah he like just has what, no sophistication he's got no sophistication because for him Avada Kedavra always works yeah so why why would you do anything other than that yeah I agree absolutely no style and I think James is a little bit similar I in some think... ways Harry's quite similar it's like you know, we'll, we'll just stupefy the, our way through this situation. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a very sort of direct approach, which I imagine he does get from James. You're right. Yeah, uh, but it's it, it's not necessarily um, uh, it's not ineffective. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm not really having a go because ultimately, even in um, the military magic fight, when you know serious proper 
adults start to fight with each other. It's it's very much like that, right? It's Avada Kedavra versus Stupefy. Yeah. Or, uh, or Avada versus Avada Kedavra. And then Dumbledore shows up and, like, just thinks outside the box a little ch- bit. Ch- changes the rules of the fight. Yeah, and everyone's like, oh, basically. yeah, we could have done that. <laughs> well, it, it's a bit like the duel between McGonagall, Flitwick, and Snape. Yeah. As well. Sheer elegance. And yeah, it's, it, there's more to it than just firing beams of light at each other. And part of that, I think, is because being a sideways thinker is going to be more useful. But part of it also is just like style, I think. Oh, style points are important, yeah. Style points are absolutely important. I mean, you're not telling me that anyone in that duel can't cast a Valda Kedavra. I suspect they're all capable of it. Although there's, I suppose there's Moody or... Barty Crouch Jr.'s quote about having to mean unforgivable curses. Yeah, and again, if we're talking about style, I think I I don't see McGonagall, Sprout, or Flitwick ever, ever using it, regardless of the situation. And Snape is obviously not trying to kill them either, so... Yeah, he's not fighting to kill um, at the end of the day. Um, You'd have to wonder why they never sort of considered that. But maybe they did, actually, because I guess we never really get to... You never interact with them in a deep head. dive until until everything is kind of over and done with. Yeah, but uh, James versus Voldemort. I think that would have been an, an intriguing duel. Um, I think the only thing that it might do is give Lily time to get away. I don't know. I, I honestly think they would have blown the entire house apart. <laughs> with the, yeah, why doesn't Lily disapparate? I guess is the question. Um, maybe you it is a great him. question. Maybe you can't disapparate with a baby. Like, that's a really simple answer that I would accept. The charm is, or disapparation, apparition, whatever, is just too stressful for a baby. You shouldn't do it. I mean, if, if your alternative is death, I think you'd risk it, no? I don't know. If you're, I've never been in a situation like that, but you know, if you're in a situation where you're trying to protect your child... You're not going to be thinking clearly. So if you've had drummed into your head, don't disapparate with the child. I mean, don't disapparate with the child. Like, they will yeah. just splinch, Maybe. for example. But more to the point, I think, she didn't have a wand. She also didn't have a wand. Um, so there's not really anywhere for her to go. That's probably, yeah, and you can't disapparate with a wand. Because she also doesn't answer. try to fight Voldemort or anything like that. So <laughs> No, she just pleads with him to get out, to yeah. go away. Yeah, so so I think James is very confident with it. I think Sirius is always said to be about on par, and I think they're supposed to be slightly ahead of Lupin. It, it's hard to judge with Lupin because a he's always tired because you know werewolf, yeah, and he's just much more relaxed. I don't know. I can't work this out. I really like Lupin, but actually, I think I just really like David Thewlis, um as an actor. Yeah. Is Lupin just a little bit, to use your favourite phrase, is he just a little bit all smoke? That's my favourite like, phrase. What? You, you Have I ever said that you before? Say, you, say it, you say it quite, I feel like you say it a lot. Like, what does Lupin ever actually accomplish? He doesn't learn to be an animagus. We don't know. He, he's probably involved in the creation of the Marauder's Map. We don't really know how. I mean, he somehow manages to be an incredibly competent Defense Against a Dark Arts teacher, even though he spent most of his Is life... He? Um, I think so. He's, he, he, well, 
he sort of follows the syllabus. He's very knowledgeable about creatures, certainly. It's all we kind of see. He's very knowledgeable about creatures. He teaches a 13-year-old boy how to cast a Patronus charm. I think that's the biggest feather in his cap, absolutely. I don't know. Uh, I, what I, else do we I'm see not, him do? I'm not, making, I mean, I'm not making a case here. I'm just I'm asking the question. No, I, 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 yeah, I, no, I, I don't disagree with you. There's not huge amounts of evidence. He's, he's obviously a, an accomplished enough dualist to stand his ground for a long time. Yeah, he makes it all the way through to book seven, and he's clearly a valued and respected senior member of the Order mm. of the Phoenix. <coughs> and there's always that question of, you know. <coughs> If he wasn't a werewolf as well. Well, if he wasn't a werewolf, but also if he if he wasn't a father to like a couple of months old baby, and therefore, as you should know, probably horrifically like, sleep deprived. I like this theory. Even more sleep deprived than Lupin usually is. Yeah. And then Anton Dolohov just comes across you and you're like, oh. Anyone else. Anyone else. Yeah. Maybe the, 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 the sort of thought of Everlasting sleep doesn't seem so bad. That's a bit dark, but that was a, that was a step too far. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's so it's it's hard to know if Lupin is necessarily any worse a wizard than James and Sirius. I don't think he doesn't get talked about in the same way as those. No, two. I think it's because he but wasn't as cheeky. Yeah, he's not as remarkable. He, I, I sort of think of him as the kind of a Hermione type character maybe not quite as talented but sort of just studious getting through, doing well but just hindered by the fact that he's a a werewolf yeah but certainly quite competent certainly no champ I think the the harder argument is Wormtail is he competent? Is he incompetent? Is he somewhere in the middle? I think I'd ne- I've never your, been able to decide. I think he's your bog standard, halfway decent wizard. Like, I mean, he's no John Dawlish, but <laughs> I forgot that you really love Dawlish. <laughs> Just for reasons that even I don't fully understand. Um, no, he, he's probably like. Fine. Just just fine. He'd do fine. Because, I mean, he becomes an Animagus, which we've said is quite impressive. Which, yeah, especially if you have to hold a leaf in your mouth for a month without swallowing it. That sounds awful. I know, right? Is it worth it? Especially because you, you don't get to pick what you become. Do you not? I was wondering that. I, I don't think so. I think it, I always thought of it a bit like a demon in... Um, the Pullman universe. His dark materials. Yeah. Like yeah, it's sort no, of it's just sort of yeah, whatever kind of aligns with you in some ways. You feel like if you've been working on becoming an Animagus for like three years and then you finally put all your time and effort into it, and one of you turns into like this massive majestic stag and the other one turns into a big bear like dogs. And then the third one is just a rat. You'd be like, do we? Do we still want to hang out with this guy? Don't know I mean, he got the last me. laugh because, you know. He does live the longest. 
And it's like, in some ways, it's the most useful animal that we've seen. Yeah, well, they wouldn't have been able to get to the Shrieking Shack without him. Exactly. He wouldn't have been able to escape if he had, you know, he turns into a gigantic stag. Yeah, it's less, slightly less, um, slightly more distinctive, isn't it? Yeah, no, I think, I, th- I think it goes without saying that he's probably the least competent of the four. Yeah, I think he's probably average to above average. Yeah. I mean, McGonagall like, says as much, right? That he was just uh, riding the coattails of his friends. Them, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I reckon he'd get all acceptables in his OWLs. Yeah. Maybe the occasional exceeds expectations in a subject that he was studying with James Osiris. <laughs> Well, there is that scene where he's worried about his Defense Against the Dark Arts exam because he couldn't remember all the features of a werewolf. And the other two are just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> you hang out with a werewolf every month. Yeah, but is that name three features of a werewolf and Wormtail can't name all seven type thing? Um, but also, yeah, that is hilariously stupid. Yeah. But maybe he doesn't... He doesn't. I don't see, I don't see werewolves. I just see people. Oh, fuck off. Ah, oh, that was so good. Right, shall we, 45 minutes in, um, address the question? Should we ask, that we ask the question? Set out to ask. So we've established that they're probably all at least fairly competent. Um, yeah. And two, if not three of them, are probably exceptionally competent. Yeah. Which one of the four... I'm going to essentially skip like half the questions I wrote here. <laughs> which yeah, one no, of the four would make for the worst, that is to say best, Death Eater? The most efficacious Death Eater for yeah. Voldemort. As in, who who is the worst Marauder to lose if you're the Order of the Phoenix? I instinctively want to say James, but I'm not convinced it is actually James. What about you? Where, where, where's your, where does your instinct go? I instinct... Ah... I instinctively want to say Lupin, but I can only get halfway through that before Sirius pops in, pops into my head. But that's interesting. I think the devastation of losing Sirius to the Death Eaters would be such a problem for James that everything unravels. But I think Lupin would make for such an effective commander of the werewolf forces, if nothing else. Does Lupin just get you a better grey back? I think Lupin just gets gets you like a whole army that's... Yeah. I think that's potentially true. Because Lupin would be the best of the werewolves, whereas Sirius would just be another very competent death eater. Not that there's that many competent death eaters. Yeah, I think there's, there's an episode... You've got this as a question. I think there's an episode on why are all the death eaters so shit... I think the other problem with with either James or Sirius is the minute one of them becomes a Death Eater, Snape will lose his shit. (laughs) Well, you see, you see, my James theory is if you get James, do you get Lily? Mm, I don't think you do. You don't think you do because because just because she's Muggleborn. No, I don't think you do because Lily has has 
in the brief scenes we we see her in in the books has made it quite clear she's got a very strong moral compass that's true right she tells uh severus to fuck off (laughs) she does and like she draws the line I, i guess the caveat to that is that obviously james at some point makes her kind of forget about his past or or he's shown such personal growth that she's willing to forgive it and sort of say, you know, mm-hmm. we were younger. But I think that her her compass is so solid that she wouldn't join James. That's, I think you're probably right. Where, where I was going with that was if you get James, then you might get Lily. If you get Lily, then Voldemort has a completely dedicated Snape. And I think those three not working together, but like all pointed at the same goal is incredibly useful. But I think you're probably right that you don't actually get Lily. Yeah, I think if if you get Lily because you get James, then you do get Snape, as you say, and I think that, that wins. I think, I think that does just that has to win. win you it. A fully dedicated Snape plus James plus Lily, who is herself meant to be phenomenally effective but I think you could be right about Sirius actually I mean I I like the Lupin as a werewolf commander idea that's quite good but the the impact that either James or Sirius going over has on the other one is probably really hard to to overstate like they're they're shown to be so close like such good friends but then we did talk about the nearly killing Snape incident and James arguably having a sort of yeah he's a bit of a wrong'un is it he's a bit of a wrong'un or is it just I need to buck up my attitude because I'm the only one who can rein him in so if I change the way I behave he'll change the way he behaves potentially but I, I, I always there's also certain energy I think in that relationship you know you know how you often have that friend when you're younger who turns out to be complete and utter moron and just an absolute disaster and the older you get the more you're like you know what I just can't really be asked with this anymore there may be a little bit of that Sirius does strike me as and it's difficult because when we see him he's been trapped in Azkaban but he definitely strikes me as someone who really struggled to grow up yeah, but then he also like sends letters to Lily and stuff, and the, the way that she responded to him was quite... It was very friendly, right? So maybe Sirius is a little bit calmer as well. It's hard. I, I, yeah, I think, yeah, there's there's an argument of if if you take either Sirius or James, the other would be so devastated. Or do you almost dedicate them further to the, to the Order? Like... This is a, an ideology that's so insidious, it even ensnared James, say. So Sirius becomes completely and utterly dedicated to essentially stopping James because he's horrified at the man his friend has become. Yeah. It's I don't I don't know. It's another way it could go. I think the issue with Sirius is that aside from himself and maybe having a devastating impact on James, you're not you don't adding get, anything because... You don't get anyone you don't already get. He's just another really hard hitter. Also, everyone in Sirius's family is already on that side. Yeah. 
Well, that's not true because his brother isn't. Well, he is until he isn't. He is until he isn't, yeah, it's true. But then he isn't. <laughs> and ultimately, uh, Regulus Black is the hero of Harry Potter. Ooh, that's good. I like that. It's all right, isn't it? Don't know that you're... It's hard to argue with. <laughs> it's hard to argue with. Um, I don't like it, but it's hard well, to argue with. Mm, you, you could argue it's creature. I think that might be the actual answer. Yeah. Which means it's actually Hermione? Because she's no. the one who's like, can we treat these like people rather than like think Anyway. Yeah, but Regulus was already doing that without thinking about Regulus it. Regulus was already doing that without thinking about it. That's true. Justice yeah, for Regulus Arcturus Just, Black. Justice for R.A.B. <laughs> um, okay, well, let's, let's put let's put the, uh, that to one side. So so we're, oh, we agreed that Wormtail was not the best choice for Death Eater. I think, I don't... The only argument in favour of Wormtail being the best choice for Death Eater is that Wormtail shows like a really strange streak of loyalty to Voldemort in a way that sort of none of his other followers do. And I don't know how much you get that from any of the other three. Although maybe you could get it from Lupin, actually, if you lean into the werewolf side of things and sort of Voldemort being nice to him about being a werewolf and not having to hide it. And I don't know. I, th- I think you're right, though. I don't think Wormtail gets you very much. See, I, I think Lupin it w- would be such a curveball because I feel Lupin has the sort of patience because... You, know, you could you could see Lupin coming back and d- doing a sort of a more convincing Lucius Malfoy coming back into the fold, becoming a sort of upstanding member of society who struggles with this condition, but is uh, a model for how werewolves should comport themselves with the Wolfsbane potion and all of that, all the while just working and working and working to bring Voldemort back. And sort of throw But I also sort of feel I could picture the scene where you know, there's a council that Voldemort is in charge of, and then someone makes a suggestion, and Voldemort goes ballistic. He's like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" Blah 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 blah. But I can also see that scene where where Lupin would very kind of be like, "Now, now, Tom, you know, if yeah. you were to do this, maybe we'd be better off." And Voldemort somehow listening to that, I think Lupin I would could, have that quality to him. There's especially the way he's portrayed in the films. There's a little bit almost Dumbledoreish mm. about the way Lupin behaves. Which is why David Thiddler was such a great cast. He yeah, he, he really channeled was. that so well. Yeah, I think that's in a remake right. of Harry Potter, we should definitely cast David Thiddler as Dumbledore. No, then, <laughs> no, we are talking. I knew you'd appreciate oh. that one. I want more David Thiddler on my screen, <laughs> <laughs> I but not as Ares. Three hundred, just because he's in it. Um, I really like him as Ares up until the last scene. Wait, he's in 300? Yeah. Who's he playing in 300? Just a random Spartan. I'm fairly sure he's in 300. Have I invented that? I'm going to have to check this now. I think of David Wenham. I might be thinking of David Wenham. I thought they were both in it. That's possible. Uh. 
don't think he is. I think that no, I don't think he is either. I think you have made that up. No, I think I've just got him confirmed, confused with... Um, I think I've just got him confused with David Wenham. Ah, That's anyway, entirely possible. It doesn't really matter that much. Um, he might be related. He might be in Rise of an Empire. Anyway, oh, uh, uh, maybe he uh, was in this. Yeah, but that, I don't really count that. Does <laughs> not count. I, really, I, I think I think he'd have some sort of really impactful mm. yet subtle role as a Death Eater. I think I think he almost takes on a sort of right hand role. Or, or no, cross the streams, but almost a sort of hand of the king role. The kind of actually get shit done behind the cor- behind the curtain. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Um, and I also think a, de- a Death Eater Lupin, as in a picture of his slightly sort of darker soul. Would probably get yeah. on quite well with Snape. Yes, yes, I could see that. Not entirely sure why I'm saying that, but I feel that's right. <laughs> I could, I could see that a sort of almost poisons his own relationship with James and Sirius and Peter in memory. You know, oh, they they kept forcing me to hide, going along with their japes, all of that, and sort of them almost festering off each other. Hmm. I, I'm coming round to the Lupin idea, not because it gets you a, a big heavy hitter, like you say, but because it gets you someone sort of supremely effective. Like he is in, in the Order of the Phoenix, right? He's always sort of just doing his work, but it's it's mm. it's quite impactful work. Yeah, he's not he's not like Kingsley, who's I tend to assume the, the heaviest hitter that the Order can roll out. He's just... No, it's Dawlish, obviously. Dawlish isn't in the Order of the Phoenix, though. Ah, that's what you think. He's a a lone wolf, a sole operator. He's so deep in cover, (laughs) you don't know. Even he has forgotten. Exactly. (laughs) He's somehow imperious himself and then forgot his own instructions. Justice for John Dawlish. Um... No, I'm coming. I, I like this Lupin idea. I'm, I'm, I might be. I might be convinced by it. You know, this, part of it is that it's obviously not uh, Wormtail, and I I can't split the difference between James and Sirius. So Lupin's like the only Lupin one left. Gets, <laughs> yeah, Lupin. You can It's very hard to split James and Sirius, but they do kind of just give you another good wizard. Whereas Lupin, as you say, gives you something different. Yeah. <coughs> oh, I've definitely got something stuck in my throat. <laughs> you can tell you get into the mute button a bit late or whatever, or like leaning back later. So. Yeah, I'm not getting there. Sorry. Um, You're getting most of it. Um, I, I, yeah, and and also sort of to your to your point of if you get James, you you get like anti-serious and vice versa. You you either really galvanize their resolve to to rescue the other, or you just get this straight up <clears throat> war between the two that they'll both mm. just die, and then ultimately you've, you've not gained anything. Yeah, they just James and Sirius just go to war with each other. Yeah, like Sirius where, does to, does with Wormtail, and you know that ended up with a street full of dead muggles. Whereas I think, 
Um, I think if Lupin goes, that might break James and Sirius. Yeah. Because they, I think they always sort of begrudgingly admit that he's the best of them all. As Sirius person. definitely does, yeah. yeah. But also, like, they almost seem protective of him. In a way, like, they go out of their way to befriend him, etc., etc. And then at the last, if Lupin just turns around and is like, no, I'm throwing my lot in with the guy who thinks that your wife is literal trash. Yeah. And actually, I, I, I've decided that I hate you and everything that you did for me was full of self-interest. I could see that absolutely ruining them. Yeah, I'm... You've convinced me. You've absolutely convinced me, which doesn't well, happen often. It doesn't happen often, and I don't think I even set out to convince anyone of anything. <laughs> Strangely, maybe that's the key. I was trying to convince just, myself just, more than anything. <laughs> just throw the idea. I, I don't know if you've convinced me or if I've convinced myself, but I think I you might have convinced, convinced yourself. <laughs> I am convinced that it's Lupin. I'm also convinced it's Lupin, yeah. I, I, I keep saying it. I think it's because it gets you something different. Yeah, I agree. Which is which is also true of Wormtail, but it's just it's not the kind of different you want. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and ultimately, he became the Death Eater, and, and <clears throat> he did one thing, which turned out to be everyone's downfall. <laughs> and then yeah, he also died like instant. Well, um, as good as died instantly afterwards. Yeah. So, yeah, make it that what you will, I guess. <laughs> got very, very little time left, but you've got one last question on the page. Who else, or who, like, which other character would have had a devastating impact as a Death Eater? Well, I'm assuming we have to take Dumbledore off the table. Have to take, have to take would, Dumbledore, have to take break Dumbledore the and, <laughs> and Harry off the table. Sorry, I just thought, is there is there some sort of crazy idea that Dumbledore and Voldemort are the same being somehow? But no, I don't think that makes any sense. No, and you see them in the same place. Yeah, <clears throat> but, you know, magic, as we discussed earlier. <laughs> magic. I've got a left-wing, or a left-field answer. Not a left-wing answer. Um, Horace Slughorn. Horace Slughorn as a Death Eater. All right, sure yeah. you're working. Well, we know that the Death Eaters want to recruit him anyway, because when we meet him in Half-Blood Prince, he's on the run, not because they're trying to kill him, but because they're trying to recruit him. So anyone that the Death Eaters are trying to recruit immediately goes close to the top of the list. But also, he strikes me as someone who just knows a lot. Mm. So you get a not a Dumbledore character, because I don't think he's nearly as magically talented as Dumbledore, but you get a someone with an incredible breadth of knowledge. And in the Wizarding world, knowledge is an incredibly powerful and an incredibly dangerous thing. Yeah, and his influence. And he has a well. huge amount of influence. So he, he, he gets were, you the ministry without even having to yes, work for it, I think. Especially if he's not an out and out death eater, but you know, he's writing letters to the Daily Prophet and all of that. Yeah, to an extent, I think I think his issue would be that because he's narcissistic, I could see him getting quite lazy as a Death Eater because you know he doesn't get any of the glory. 
Or maybe he yes, would. Th- Depends how much of the charming Tom Riddle is left in, in Voldemort at that point. That's the other thing that we don't know. What's Tom Riddle like in the first Wizarding War? Yeah. How much is he the sort of monomaniacal monster that we see in the second? Yeah. Slughorn's a good shout, you know. I hadn't considered him. He's a, he's a great shout. What were you considering? Any of the professors obviously would be interesting yes. as Death Eaters. I, I was wondering, you mentioned before Kingsley potentially, because it just ruins the UK government. That's true. That's true, actually. But then they'll just have an election and put some other idiot in charge. So they'll I don't, don't, don't know really how much of an impact it would have if you killed just, the PM. Just bring, Dave, bring David Cameron back. Make him a lord, bring him back. Yeah, easy. Um, Kingsley, he would also just be an absolutely devastating Death Eater. Yeah, yeah. Who else? He, he, he goes straight to your number two most powerful Death Eater slot. I mean, I guess someone like Ron, for reasons we discussed with with James and Sirius. Yeah, I had I had that thought as well. Hermione would be quite scary as well. But Hermione's Hermione's Muggleborn, which sort of immediately invalidates her. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, she's probably smart enough to hide it, though. Or, or I don't know. Not convince. Not if um, not if Lucius Malfoy is still a Death Eater. Uh, well, I mean, I think Hermione would have would be able to dispatch him fairly easily. <laughs> Hermione gets her slot on the Death Eaters by just going through Lucius Malfoy. He, I was watching, completely unrelated, I was watching Chamber of Secrets um, at the weekend. And can we just for a moment deal with the fact that Lucius Malfoy nearly casts Avada Kedavra in Hogwarts at a 12-year-old boy? Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's insane. It's so mental. It's great. With Dumbledore right there, who then also obviously does nothing. <laughs> no, it's, it's not in Dumbledore's office. No, I know, um, but as if as if he doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's just so funny. The one who, who, to be fair, could have very easily just imprisoned Lucius Malfoy in Hogwarts without anyone ever being any the wiser. Where's Lucius gone? I don't know. I haven't seen him. No, he never made it. Lucius, remind me. Lucius. Lucius. Ah, yes. Long white hair. Cane. Absolutely. Dickhead. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, Snape, I guess, honourable mention would be would have been a devastating death eater, like an act, actually like dedicated an actual death Snape, eater. rather than a yeah 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 like Lily again. Oh, um, Lily, yeah, Lily was <clears> interesting. Muggleborn problem, but Lily also gets you James, perhaps in a way that James doesn't get you Lily. I think. Or you do the thing where, you know, if you're Voldemort, you kill Harry, uh, no, sorry, you kill James and you kill Lily, and then you adopt Harry and raise him up to be the baddest of Death Eaters. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like some sort of bizarre father, adoptive son (laughs) fantasy that Voldemort for some reason has. Really good, terrifying idea. Because it's just like, oh, he's missed his father his entire life, so that's what he's doing now. I don't know if that works, but... 
And it's just the same story. Like, he still sends Harry to Hogwarts when he's 11, but he's just a mega dark wizard. <laughs> he's just straight into Slytherin, cuts Draco Malfoy's throat day one, and then just goes from there. <laughs> in year four, when Moody's like, you could point your wands at me and cast off at a crowd and I wouldn't feel a thing. And then Harry just does it and kills him. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> he told me to. Sorry. Yeah. Joke's on you, mate. Right, Rogue Shout. Rogue Shout. Arthur Weasley. Nah, nah. It, it can't happen. You, it can't happen. It gets you. I, I know it's a physical impossibility. <laughs> um, the, the, the world would just end. I really like the Arthur Re- the the Arthur Weasley is an underrated but incredibly powerful wizard theory. Like he just doesn't care. He's an imp- he's a yeah, of course he is. I I I've never really thought it through, but then I saw it I saw it on Reddit that someone was making the case for Arthur Weasley, and I was like, hold on a second, yeah, no, you're right. He's um he's a big deal. He just has no ambition because he doesn't care. He doesn't want to be ambitious. Man, he wants man, to go the off. Man and- had- Seven kids and is like entirely unfazed by anything. <laughs> yeah, he just he just gets shit done. He does. He does just get shit done. I think um, you turn Arthur Weasley into a Death Eater very quickly. Voldemort would would just disappear. Arthur Weasley ends up in charge. Arthur's no like, sure mate, I, you know, this is this is this is too inefficient for me. I'm I'm just gonna take over. No, no. What happens is you turn Arthur Weasley into a wizard. And, and into not into a wizard, into a Death Eater, and then Rude. ten days later, the Death Eaters storm the Ministry of Magic with AK forty seven and AK forty seven <laughs> hand grenades. Because <laughs> Arthur Weasley's like, no, can I introduce you to the power of a semi-automatic machine gun? That's a great shout. <laughs> I like and that Voldemort, a lot. Voldemort's like, but but we we're wizards and we do magic. And Arthur Weasley just redecorates the room that they're in with Lucius Malfoy's brains. And Voldemort's like, tell me more. That's, that's so dark. I love it. <laughs> it's just why not Molly here. then? She doesn't have the the interest in um, redecorating the wall with in Lucius redecorating Malfoy's brains. Yeah. To be fair, I think I think I think Molly is a very good show as well. Um, I think it would ah oh, it would break everybody if Molly became a Death Eater. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I think all of the professors would be terrible, right? McGonagall, well, that's terrible. Flitwick, Ditto, Sprout, probably as well. Just everyone dies of poisoning. But there's just something really, really funny about it being Arthur Weasley and him entirely. Yeah redefining wizard warfare it would be, oh, be hilarious <laughs> drive-by shootings hey, hilarious <laughs> in quotation marks i shouldn't I, I shouldn't joke but have you heard of yeah i they talking to Voldemort. have you heard of the real ira because there's some things there we could learn yeah oh god it'd be terrifying i really like i really like i hate i hate theory. that's devastating somehow I like the kit because the, it turns out that the way to effect be an effective Death Eater is to just not be like a particularly powerful wizard, just think differently. Just be like, have you heard of explosives? <laughs> like, and imagine. Sniper rifles. But then imagine. we know the wand is faster than the gun, so I don't well, think you're yeah, right. Sure. 
imagine the reducto cast, but you don't have to be there. You could do three at once, wherever you wanted. I think a good wizard could anyway. Um, no, no, I, I was going to say, well, a, a rogue shout, and I think it could have actually happened in some ways, would be Grindelwald. Yeah, I could see that. When Voldemort um, goes to his prison, yeah. what if he releases him rather than killing him? Yeah, except, except at Grind- that if- point he's so emaciated and over it. Yeah. Yeah, but Grindelwald gets you a Dumbledore killer. Or a Dumbledore stopper. Yeah. Or at least at least a chance of one. Which we'll find that in the next Fantastic Beast. Oh, wait. Oh. <laughs> what a shame. Well, I maintain that the reverse would have been way more uh, way more terrifying with Grindelwald in charge and a, a young Voldemort at his side. Oh, no, absolutely. No, that's absolutely right. Then there's the world a, there's just a, ends. There's a Grindelwald versus Dumbledore. Not Dumbledore. Um, Voldemort episode in our future, I think. Why is Grindelwald so much scarier? Um, it's vision, I think. It's vision. It's vision and passion. There you go. Episode done. <laughs> <laughs> well done, us. Concise for once. I think that's that's a good bombshell on which to end yeah, two episodes at once. <laughs> <laughs> you got a twofer, everybody. Enjoy. Uh, all, all that remains is for us to say thanks for listening to this episode of Expertise is Overrated. No doubt we've said some things that were either objectively wrong or downright offensive. As ever, feel free to let us know, rate the podcast and leave us a comment, or drop us an email at expertiseisoverrated at gmail.com, tweet us at zero expertise, check out our website expertiseisoverrated.podbean.com, or come join us on our Discord server. If you're lucky, we might just argue with you in one of our upcoming episodes. If you're really lucky, we might call you an idiot. Come back next time for some more absolute nonsense.